Hello, I'm Stephen Allen. Here's the podcast of the sketches that I worked on in March. Have a listen. Undies, spare shirt, teddy bear. What are you doing? Oh, sorry, I'm just packing. Or something I've said. Oh, every day. But the reason I'm packing is I'm going to the moon. SpaceX has started selling tourist trips to space, and I think I might be one of the people who gets to go. What makes you think that? Well, for the first time, people can buy flights to the moon. Tickets will cost around $80 million, but it would be the ideal gift for me. Okay, so the moon is a lifeless place with no atmosphere. But you're used to that at your gigs. I'm used to that at my gig. Oh, oi! I've always liked to travel, but only to places where I don't have to learn a new language, so the moon will be perfect. The lower gravity will get me down to that TV weight I've been aiming for, and due to my bad knees, I need somewhere where you only need to do small steps. The whole trip would take about a week, which is what I've got left to take on the holiday rotor, although I feel sorry for the pilot trying to make that flight interesting. And on your left, you can see everything on Earth. Uh... It would be amazing to be in space, basking in the la-la land. You what? I mean, basking in the moonlight. Sorry, it's an easy mistake to make. It said in the paper, the names of the people who will be on the flight are being kept secret, so it can mean only one thing. Someone is getting at me as a surprise. What makes you think that? Well, when I was really young, I remember my mum used to say that she loved me to the moon and back. So if she meant it, she'll have just spent $80 million on me. <laughs> You're going to come back down to Earth with a bump. Well, at least I get to experience that part of it. Do you know what the biggest threat to humanity could be? People texting and walking. You know what, I'll give you that, it could be. I saw someone texting as they were walking down the street, they walked right into a lamppost, and I laughed so much I nearly died. So it is a risk. But we are about to enter an age where antibiotics don't work. The bugs are resistant, things like MRSA, which by the way, if you're called Steve Allen, MR for Mr, SA for your initials, when that gets written on your forms as you go into hospital, well, I've had harsher bed baths than I think I deserved. But good news, they've discovered a new antibiotic. The first one was penicillin, discovered by Alexander Fleming when he hadn't washed the dishes because he was too busy writing the James Bond novels. Are you sure? I read it on the internet. Experts have been trying to leave their washing out for even longer in a bid to try and find a new penicillin, and also because they're students. But they found a new one that you get from dragons. How did they get a sample from a dragon? Firstly, they can breathe fire. Secondly, they're massive. And thirdly, they're fictional. Well, to find out more, I'm joined by a dragon expert. Hello. They're not fictional dragons, Steve. They're the real ones that you might have seen on the TV. You swabbed Deborah Meaden for antibiotics? No, the Komodo dragon. I don't care what they're wearing. I mean, if they're... No, what... Komodo dragon, Steve. Like big, big lizards. Big lizard. What? I just thought this was about dragons. I don't really like this story now. But this is a breakthrough that will stop lots of people getting ill. And that's why I don't like it. I'm a cover presenter. If they invent something that stops people getting ill, I never get any work again. Oh, sorry, I've just been panic buying. Whenever I hear that the price of something is going up, I like to make sure I buy lots in. The week that milk and prawns went up in price, it was hard to hit those use-by dates. I had to eat a lot of milky prawns. Oh, when the price of shoes went up, well, I didn't really need shoes, so I had to go panic window shopping. But now, due to the weak pound and a wheat crisis, more items of food are getting more expensive. Wheat crisis? What's attacking our wheat? Is it a serial killer? Just leave this to me, okay. We're seeing price hikes in bread, beer, and beans, which means it's going to be more expensive if I invite a date home to cook for her. No, sorry, it's bread or beans. You can't have both. Uh, Don't get in a mood with me. Blame Brexit. And I hope you brought your own beer. Yeah, I'm quite the charmer. Flour is now so expensive, you'll start to see it on TV shows like Border Patrol.
The border guards detained a gentleman at Heathrow and found five parcels of white powder. Well, that, that's self-raising, yeah. Where was he hiding it? I don't think you want to know now you've sniffed it. Bread could soon be so expensive the Lord's Prayer will say give us our weekly bread. We grow wheat, so why does the price of the pound make a difference? It's because it makes our wheat so much cheaper for other countries to buy, so they can easily buy up our supply. They come over here helping our economy. I'll tell you who I feel sorry for in all this. Who's that? Me. See, normally I like to pretend I can't eat anything with gluten in it when I go around to someone's house. Well now, no one can afford anything with gluten in it. Now what can I do to feel like I'm special? Try not to talk about Donald Trump too much because one, I don't want to seem like I'm picking on him, and two, if you say his name three times you might appear. But I do like a bit of gossip though, and that's what we've got. Donald Trump tucked to Twitter in the middle of the night. He has a reputation for sitting on his golden toilet and tweeting, but to be fair, if I'd splashed out on a golden toilet, Phrasing. I'd spend time in there too, I'd move the TV in. He tweeted, Terrible, just found out that Obama had my wires tapped. Now, the Donald hasn't given any evidence, but this is 2017, and evidence is so 2014. Some would say, Why would Obama need to tape Trump's phone? If you want to catch him saying embarrassing things, just let him speak in public. Oh, come on. Although he does say things like this. You know what uranium is? Nuclear weapons and other things. That wouldn't even get you a point on a GCSE paper. Trump added, This is McCarthyism. There's a chance that he thinks McCarthyism is when Hollywood actress Melissa McCarthy plays Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary. And again, he might have a point. He then tweeted, Is it illegal for a sitting president to be wiretapping. Kind of sounds like he's checking first. It's not the first time Donald's been caught up in a scandal to do with a tap. The people in the next hotel room to him in Moscow claim they heard he'd left one running. But whatever the truth is in this story, I feel it's safe to say that these leaked recordings of Trump on the phone are probably fake. Hello, can you get me a Nokia 3310? Uh, certainly. Do you think that your landline is being bugged? No, just these new smartphones are huge and they're making my hands look really small. Why are you wearing that? I think I look good in a tie. No, not that, the tinfoil hat. Oh, well that's to stop aliens reading my thoughts. It's also quite handy if I want to keep a sandwich fresh. Yes, aliens are real. I know this because former US President George W. Bush was asked if he'd seen classified government UFO files when he was in office, and he said, maybe. There are some things in life when a maybe means a yes. Darling, did you eat my sandwich in the fridge? Maybe. Aliens could be monitoring FM broadcasts. They could be listening to this right now. Aliens, if you are listening, uh, you can send a message back on this frequency and they could get in touch and if they come in person. Earthlings, we have been monitoring your planet, looking for intelligent life. You can't even tell the difference between La La Land and Moonlight, so I think we'll pass. If they reply on this frequency, we won't be able to hear it. Only people listening, not as in the studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, never mind. It's hard to prove that they exist because aliens always seem to abduct people from the southern states of America who aren't that bright. And now George W. Bush knows. So, again, that really hasn't changed much. Well, to find out more, I'm joined by an alien conspiracist. Hello. Hey, Stevie. So you think aliens are real? Every U.S. president has access to the files and the government knows. Every U.S. president? Yep. Well, that's it. They don't exist. What makes you say that? Because if aliens were real, Donald Trump would have signed a travel ban stopping them going to America by now. Oh, yeah. Experts are saying that smart meters that we can have in our homes could be overestimating how much energy we use by six times. Getting a figure out by a factor of six, that ain't smart. You try passing a GCSE with that kind of accuracy. Or this. 
Excuse me, sir, do you have any idea what kind of speed you were doing back there? Well, I bet I was within a factor of six. I know six isn't a big number, and over the weekend we heard of some people whose smart meter told them they'd used £30,000 worth of electricity in a week. But that was a mistake. The meter was set to next year's tariff. But this isn't a mistake that'll be fixed. It's measuring it incorrectly, and people will have to pay those bills. Typical, isn't it? Technology never seems to get it wrong in our favour. You don't go to a cash point and see you've got six times the amount of money you put in. Now, I don't have one of these. In fact, I don't have anything smart in my house. You can say that again. But the idea of a smart meter was to save us from the inaccuracy of estimated bills. I really don't mind. They keep guessing that I'm hardly using any lecky, and at my age, there's a chance they won't work out their mistake until I'm gone. You may have seen the ads. Uh, Sandra, could you take the customer's measurements, please? Thank you. I'm just going to check your height, okay? Now, I'm about 5'3", give or take. 5'5", about 5'9". The point of the advert is to say that you'd rather be accurate than just have someone guessing. But you're getting things out by a factor of six. The advert should be like this. Uh, Sandra, could you take the customer's measurements, please? Thank you. I'll just measure it with my tape measure and... Oh, you're 15 foot tall! They're listening. Not when you're on the radio, they're not. No, not the listeners, the government. It seems the CIA and MFI can hack our televisions. MI5, not MFI. Are you sure? Because that's where I got the TV stand from. They're in on it. It's been claimed that they can use your smart TV to spy on you. Yesterday it was smart meters costing us more. Today smart TVs are spying on us. You don't want anything smart near you. I'll be all right at work then. When I first heard about this, I was worried that they could see you through your TV. If you've got nothing to hide. Why should you care? I sit there watching TV in my undies. Having nothing to hide is that... Well, anyway. It's like that moment when you turn on the camera on your phone and it opens the one that faces you and you think, I don't remember taking a screenshot of Jabba the Hutt and oh, that's me. They can't see you, but if your TV listens to voice commands, they can hear what you say when you're watching TV. So? So, I say some embarrassing things while I'm watching telly that I do not want anyone knowing about. Stay tuned for the ITV News. Good night! You know what? I quite like the nightly show. So, I'm fairly sure the government is listening to me. Like Donald Trump thinks Obama is tapping his phone. Well, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest they're listening to you. As I said, just like Donald Trump. But why would the government bother? I think it's because I'm self-employed. In the budget, Philip Hammond increased Class 4 national insurance payments that we self-employed people have to pay. So we're going to have to work harder. Why would they want to see that? Because we'll be working harder to work out what else we can claim as expenses to claw that money back. Oh... Swearing can be good for you. Scientists have shown that swearing can help relieve pain. Only during moments of acute pain, not if you've got an ache. Are you okay? Oh, I've got a bit of a headache. Do you want some paracetamol? No, I'll just take two before work. But it could come at a cost. There's a town that's trying to find people who swear. That's the second time this week I've heard something that'll cost me money. First, national insurance goes up for us self-employed people. And when we say, Well, that budget was a riot. We have to pay again. It's Rochdale in Greater Manchester that's come up with a plan. So if any member of Oasis visits there, well, that's the council tax hole plug for a few years. The suggestion is a £100 fine for anyone caught swearing in public, which obviously discriminates against those with less resources. I mean, if you're rolling in it, you'd be tempted to say, £100 for swearing, up 200 and with a tree. Some are opposed to the plans. I'm joined now by a spokesperson for the Institute of Advanced Swearers. I-O-A-O. Oh, I was worried about there being a rude acronym there we'd have to bleep out. Hello. Hello, you 
Oh, there it is. So, what's your issue? We think that these plans are just a money-making scheme, picking on the hard-working, decent swearer. I'm sorry? They're exploiting people who swear, and we think it is a load of... Well, we can guess what you think it's a load of. I mean, this is nothing more than a crazy conspiracy theory. Is it, Steve? If they didn't want us to get caught by the swearing laws, why have they slowly but surely made everything these days a little bit... Oh, yeah. You might be onto something there. We know we're living in a time when the NHS is having some money troubles. To make things worse, I heard a rumour that the government are planning to make the NHS self-employed. One thing that doesn't help is when people go to A&E when they don't need to. You should only go to A&E in two cases, if it's an accident or if it's an emergency. They really should put up a sign about that. NHS Trust England has released data on the reasons people have given for attending A&E. They include 20 people had an accident in bed. Well, we've all done that. Just change the sheets and get on with your life. Two patients went to A&E saying that they had been bitten by a crocodile. But we don't have crocodiles in the UK. I think you fell over someone's handbag. Now, what seems to be the problem? Well, I was bitten by a crocodile. These wounds don't look like a crocodile did them. Well, all I remember is I saw some leathery skin, cold eyes and a nasty bite. Ah, you've been in a fight with Donatella Versace. Thirteen men and seven women went to A&E with what is described in the paperwork as injuries caused by excessive sex drive. No wonder the crocodile bit back. You can't be sure if those 20 people really needed treatment in A&E or if they just turned up to gloat. 49 people sought treatment for spider bites. So what happened here? I don't know. I saw long, hairy legs and felt this pain. Have you met Donatella Versace? But more worrying than all of that, two people bitten by a crocodile, but 13,117 people were injured sitting in a chair. It is not worth the risk. So, to keep myself safe, I've done this sketch while sitting on a crocodile. Oh dear. Oh boy. Ziggy. Ziggy. That's not my name. Isn't it? Oh well. What year is this? What do you want to know that for? I think I've been time travelling. I looked at my phone and saw Boaty McBoatface was trending and thought, oh, I've travelled back in time to last year when people voted to name a research vessel. Turns out it was actually a little submarine that's been named Boaty McBoatface to try and make us happy. Not a boat. It's a submarine. It should be called Subby McSubface. But then I saw the Scottish independence referendum was trending and thought, oh, I've gone back even further into Time. I'm trapped in a temporal vortex. I do tend to worry. Turns out it wasn't. It's just back in the news again. First we had the Scottish independence referendum, then the EU one. Now they're wanting a second Scottish one, and then we'll have a second EU one. I don't know if we will, but I know just by saying that I've made some people go red in the face and shout Tony Blair at the radio. They said the Scottish indie ref was a once-in-a-generation vote, and now, a few years later, another one. I know life expectancy isn't great north of the border, but come on. Nicola Sturgeon said So I can confirm today that next week I will seek the authority of the Scottish Parliament Parliament to agree with the UK Government the details of a Section 30 order, the procedure that will enable the Scottish Parliament to legislate for an independence referendum. She's going to ask some people if she can go and ask some people in London if she can go and ask people in Scotland something that will only be an advisory question. Yes, big stuff. However the referendum goes, some people will be left unhappy. There is only one way to cheer them up. Don't call it a referendum, call it Votey McVoteface. 
It's that time of year again. What, you had a bath? Yeah, very funny, aren't you? I'll have you know I have one of those every month. No, it's the time when they update what's in the shopping basket that they use to calculate inflation. They look at the items that would be in the typical basket of shopping. There are around 700 items in this basket, and yet I bet they'd still take it to the 10 items or less queue. Oi, pal, it's meant to be 10 items, not 700. Can't you count? Well, I hope so. I work for the Office for National Statistics. The new items added into this basket include cycle helmets and gin. Wow, how much gin are you buying that you think, yeah, I'm probably going to need a cycle helmet tonight? Also on the shopping list is rice milk. I've never understood that. How do you milk rice? You must have to have tiny little buckets and stools. Chocolate digestive biscuits are now on that shopping list. We're eating so many biscuits now, it won't just be inflation that's going up. We keep on like this, the shopping basket will have to include trousers with elasticated waistbands. They've also put scooters in the basket. How many scooters are you getting through that you need to buy them on a regular basis? Maybe if you didn't eat so many biscuits, you wouldn't break so many scooters. Smartphones are in the basket. They are selling like hotcakes, which if you have a Galaxy Note 7, that's one of the warning signs. But one thing's for sure, with the basket full of 700 items, some of which are as big as a scooter, but the people in the Office for National Statistics wish they'd have spent that pound and got a trolley instead. How are you today? That's nice of you to ask. I'm alright, thanks. Liar! Oh, what is it this time? A new piece of research has come out saying people lie about their health up to 20 times a day. One in eight claim they are a regular gym-goer when they're not. The key is to only admit to being a gym member. Gym-goer means you have to go to the gym, that takes effort, whereas being a gym member like me, all I have to do is sign up and then not get round to cancelling the membership. It's costly, but I'm worth it. Or if you must go to the gym, it's all about what you do there. Yeah, you been to the gym this morning? Yeah, yeah, did, did a couple of hours. What, weights or spinning class? Nah, the coffee shop. 15% of smokers tell people they do not smoke and when you do that does anyone believe you we can smell it that's like someone saying me no i don't work in a branch of lush our noses can tell that you do i can understand why people lie about being a smoker it's to stop people saying oh excuse me have you got a spare cigarette i mean they cost so much that's like asking if you've got a spare car 13 percent pretend that we don't drink as much as we actually do but the biggest lie is i drink more than a liter of water a day start using it as a mixer and we wouldn't need to lie as much it's worrying that we fill our lives with so many lies just trying to keep up with others you log onto facebook you see how many steps your friends have taken that day so you end up strapping your fitbit to your dog just to keep up what we don't really Realizes your friends have done exactly the same. We're all sat on our bottoms feeling bad about how active our friends' pets are. Don't worry what other people think of your lifestyle, because when we say to each other, how are you, it's worth remembering we really don't care. Aww. We now know when the European Union Notification of Withdrawal Bill will be triggered. 29th of March. Parliament gave the go-ahead last week, but since then we've been sat around waiting for the bill. I can't judge, that's exactly what I do in restaurants. Excuse me, can I have the bill? Excuse me, can I have the bill? It's like they don't want paying. Yes, Article 50 will be triggered on the 29th of March when a letter will be sent to the European Council. Doing it by letter seems antiquated, but it is for the best. If you tried to do it on the phone, you'd be up against the problem that 50 sounds like 15. You'd think you triggered Article 50. Someone in the EU call centre thinks you triggered Article 15. And what is Article 15 of the Lisbon Treaty? Hang on, I'll put it on your screen. Let's have a look. Article 15. The European Council shall provide the Union with the necessary impetus for its development and shall define 
and the general political direction and priorities thereof. Oh dear, if we triggered that, that's the total opposite of what people wanted. The Brexiters would be rioting in the streets. Not too late though, because they want to be home in time for countdown. To find out more about what this really means, I'm joined by a self-proclaimed Ramona. Hello Steve. And a self-proclaimed person who's full of Brexit. Hello Steve. So is this a good thing? In many ways, this is like triggering a divorce. Uh, now the negotiations begin. It's not like a divorce. It's not like we'd be arguing over custody. Well, we might only get Gibraltar on the weekends. Nah, don't talk rubbish. I think Theresa May needs to get on and send that letter. I agree. What, you two finally agree on something? Yes, but she has to send it second class. So there's a fair chance we'll never actually leave the EU. One of the best moments in life has to be when you're putting a load of washing on, you check your pockets, and you find some money. Now, it was your money in the first place, you've not gained anything, but it still feels like you've had a win on the scratch card of life. It's like you've won £10 away from the future where you would have lost it. That's why I always keep a few grand in my shirt pocket, so that when I win, I win big. And how's that working out? Yes, I keep forgetting about it. But my dry cleaner's happy. But one man from Gillingham did one better. Roger Barrett bought a jacket from a sportswear shop, and when he reached in the pockets, he found cigarettes, a lighter, medical records, and some bank statements. Wow, who was the previous owner, Mary Poppins? The cigarettes, I can't explain, but the rest of it, I think I know what it is. It's a set up your new identity kit. You what? Medical records and statements for the new identity, and a lighter for the old one. No one knows for sure how the items got in the coat. There was one theory that he'd bought someone's jacket that they'd left in the shop. I always worry about that when I'm trying something on, that someone's going to buy my actual clothes, and I'll have to walk home in that mankini I was trying on for size. Fits, by the way. Another theory was that someone had bought the jacket, returned it, and it was on sale again. I say someone, I mean, how hard can it be to find out? You've got their medical records and bank statements. Have a look, see if they bought any jackets in the last few months. And I've had something like this happen to me before as well. The first sat-nav I ever bought had been returned to the shop, and it was absolutely great. Apart from when I pressed the navigate home button, and I went round to his house instead. Thames Water have been fined a record £20 million, and that happened on World Water Day. Someone who supplies water gets fined on Water Day. By that logic, I might need to start saving ready for April Fool's Day. To make us value water even more, Water Day told us that 663 million people worldwide do not have access to clean water. Do you know, it, it makes you appreciate the joy of a tap. When you hear how far some people have to travel to find water, it makes you grateful. But then, when your other half says... Pop kettle on, will you, love? Oh, it feels like so much effort. We might not value the tap enough, but we certainly value the bottle. In the UK, we are set to spend £2 billion a year on bottled water by 2016. I know spending so much money on bottles of the stuff we can get from the tap doesn't make any sense. But I'll tell you what else doesn't make sense. On the side of the bottle, it will say, This water has passed through rocks underground for millennia. And at the top of the bottle, best before April 2017, thousands of years old, and yet a few more weeks are going to make a difference. I mean, that's like buying bottles of air when you can get it for free, yeah? Sound like a silly idea? Well, guess again. You can actually buy bottles of air. You know what? If you've got money to waste, literally buying nothing but fresh air, go for it. But before I judge too harshly, I should point out, I read about this story in a newspaper. I saw the headline that read, Would you buy a can of fresh air for £30? I was sat on a rush hour train. So to be honest, yep, I probably would have done. 
I love a bit of science and technology. Without it, we'd still be licking our own stamps like cavemen. But sometimes you hear of a breakthrough in science that I'm not sure we need. Scientists have managed to grow chicken meat in a test tube. Chicken in a test tube. Sounds like the kind of thing you'd see on the menu at a Heston Blumenthal restaurant. For starters, there's a boiling tube of quail roasted over a Bunsen burner served on a bed of Petri straight from the dish. In 1978, Louise Brown became the first test tube baby, and in 2017, we invent test tube chicken. Kind of feels like we did those the wrong way around. The scientists hope to start supplying supermarkets within four years, and they say it means vegetarians will be able to eat chicken meat. I'm not sure eating chicken is one of the reasons people went veggie in the first place. The cliche is to hear people say, oh, the only thing I miss is the smell of bacon cooking. No one ever says, the only thing I miss about not eating meat is a nice bit of dry, cold chicken sandwich. I worry that test tube chicken experiments are just one lightning bolt away from creating Chicken Man. Coming soon, he was a lab technician. Just let me hold this test tube. And he became Chicken Man. From the makers of Spider-Man, who has the abilities of a spider, Chicken Man has the abilities of a chicken. Hey, you're Chicken Man. Can you fly? No. You kind of look like you should be able to. Yeah, I know. Oh, do you need an egg? There's a worry that hundreds of libraries are going to close. First, they came for our libraries, and I said nothing because you're not really allowed to talk in them. The warning came after funding was cut by £25 million a year. If they get cut, young people today won't know what it's like to sit in a library. I used to spend ages in one, sat looking at how the books were organised. When I think of it now, I get dewy-eyed. Young people won't know what you mean if you mention late fees. You had to pay money if you took the book back late. No, I don't know what you was on about. Like when you'd take a video back late to Blockbusters. Man, you was old. Yes, I am. They don't know what it's like. You'd borrow a book, forget to take it back, find that book again in your 30s, work out what the fine is and realise you can't pay it, have to move to Kent, change your name to Steve and pretend that you're a comedian. The problem with closing official libraries is that it will push book lending underground. I spoke to someone who was caught up with a rogue book lender. We've altered his voice because there are only so many voices I can do. Tell me your story. I just needed something to get me through the weekend, something to read. All the libraries were closed, but I found someone online who said he'd lend me a book. Well, I couldn't get it back to him that weekend. I hadn't finished it. He sent the heavies round. They folded all the corners over in all my books. Now I don't know where I've got to. That's not really that bad, is it? No, I suppose not. Libraries have got a lot to offer, so I thought I'd use this sketch to promote everything that is good about them. So I went to my local library to make this report. Yes, I'm here in my local library that... Oh, yeah. The dawn of another coin is here. The new 12-sided £1 coin was introduced to replace the old round one, probably because of the weak pound. I think they had to trim off the edges so they could sell them for scrap. I haven't got a pound yet. I'll get a proper job then. Sound like my dad. I like the look of the new ones, but there are some unfortunate side effects of having a change of change. Whilst most shops say they are ready for it, one shop has admitted it's not. Not a parent shop, I hope. Oh, no. Could you imagine? No, a large supermarket has admitted that it hasn't updated its trolleys. That'd be terrible to be stood there wanting to get a trolley and you've only got new one-pound coins. You'd be a basket case. The supermarket says till it rectifies the situation, it will unlock all the trolleys. Ah! 
going to be like Trolley Geddon. We'll be surrounded by things that veer off to the left. It's like being Jeremy Corbyn. If you see an abandoned trolley by the side of the road, you won't really be sure it's not some modern art project the council spent your money on. To be fair, while the new pound gets rolled out, not that it rolls very well, it's 12-sided, most people will still have the old coin in their pocket they could use. And some people have one of these. It's a key ring that I bought that's got a little metal disc that you can use in the trolley. Basically, it acts like a pound, but I can't spend it. How much did that cost you? £1.50. You've got no idea about money. You sound like my dad. I'm more worried about those supermarkets that have changed their trolleys. Do they still work with the old coins? If not, what can I do? I'll end up sat outside Pepper Hill Sainsbury's saying, Can you spare some change, please? Excuse me, can you spare a bit of change? I'm just trying to get enough for a trolley. Get a job. He sounds like my dad too. The future is here. We all know one day we'll be replaced by computers. They can serve in shops, they can drive cars. The only reason I haven't been replaced by one is apparently I'm cheaper to run. But this one surprised me. We are just a few months away from seeing computers replace bricklayers on building sites. I didn't know computers were good at bricklaying. I saw an early prototype called Tetris, and if the new one is anything like that, there'll be plenty of gaps left in that wall. The SAM, or semi-automated mason, has been developed in America, and they say it could be used on UK sites within the year. But to be honest, if there's one country that needs all of the wall-building capability it can get right now, it's Trump's America. If machines are going to put us all out of work, what will be left for humans to do? Just watch the machines, I guess. Well, they'll have to make it more entertaining, though. Welcome to the first round of Robot Builder Walls. It's our Builder House robot trying to finish the wall, but look at the competitor. He's doing the grouting. He's doing the plastering. He's doing the Artex. No wonder they call him Sir Phil-a-Lot. They say these robo-brickies can lay 3,000 bricks an hour compared with the 500 that a standard normal human can do. And they don't take tea breaks every 12 minutes. But is it a good idea? Well, to find out more, I'm joined in the studio by one of these robots now. Hello. Hello, Steve. Surely you can't do everything a human bricklayer can. No, Steve. Watch this. <coughs> oi, oi, darling. How about it? <coughs> OK, maybe you can. It happened. Theresa May sent the letter to Donald Tusk saying that we are leaving. She pointed out, it's not you, it's us. I was going to do a parody version of the Dear John sitcom theme tune, but about Donald Tusk, but the lyrics would be, Dear Don, Dear Don, by the time you read these lines, we'll be gone. And we won't, it's going to take years. So I was going to do a parody version of Eminem's Stan. Dear Don, I wrote you, but you're still ain't calling. But that's not true either. Donald Tusk held a conference and he said, We, we already miss you. Thank you and goodbye. Aw, he misses us. Then I realised the song that sums up the letter the best is this. Dear Europe We're going away Dear Europe Don't make us pay the pound is low, so buy from here But please don't send any people here Dear Europe Lots of love from the UK There's a wind pound, a pound, a pound, a pound, a pound
I'm a careful type. I have all the insurances, home, mobile phone. I even have that insurance that celebs get when they insure a body part for millions in case it gets damaged and stops them working. And what have you insured? My face. Why does your face help your career? Well, people often say I have the perfect one for radio, so I do not want to take that risk. And now there's a new type of insurance on the horizon. There are plans to let you insure your home against alien invasion. It's good to know that when the advanced beings invade and enslave mankind, you'll be able to claim back for damage to your porch. To find out more, I'm joined by a generic scientist. Do we need alien insurance? After the discovery of planets that could sustain life just 40 light years away, insurance saw a gap in the market. But that far away would take thousands of years to travel. They could be shining a laser at us right now, and in 40 years, we might get it right in the eye. I don't know the full details of the policy, if it only covers building damage, or maybe you could claim for loss of earnings if you get probed and your job involves a lot of sitting. But one thing I do know, this will ruin science fiction. No one would have believed in the first years of the 20th century that human affairs were being watched from the timeless worlds of space. No one could have dreamed that we were being scrutinized as minds immeasurably superior to ours regarded the Earth with envious eyes, and slowly and surely they drew their plans against us. But it was okay, as we had third-party fire and theft. Follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen and subscribe uh, via whichever app you use. Search for Steve and Allen's Week.